Welcome to the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report, an hour-long Aggie football show heard weekly on the CRM Sports Network and this station. I'm your host, Gabe Bach, and we've got a heck of an hour coming up for you. Last Saturday at Kyle Field, America, many of you listening to this show, most of you, probably all of you, witnessed a college football game for the ages. I was right down there, the last six minutes of regulation throughout seven overtimes, right at the front pylon, and it was a thing of beauty to watch play out right in front of our eyes. A&M 74, LSU 72, the game of the year in college football. The greatest game in Kyle Field, many people think, in many people's estimations, ever. A game in which A&M beat the number seven team in the rankings and an FBS record tying seven overtimes by uh, to avenge a seven-game losing skid against LSU. I mean, to boot, you start seven seniors. They played their guts out in their last game at Kyle Field. Kellamon, A&M's quarterback, scored seven touchdowns in that game. Both teams scored in the 70s and 146 combined points scored in that game, the most in an FBS game in college football history. God, that was fun to watch. Now A&M's 8-4, and 5-3 and and in the SEC, and for the first time ever, second place in the SEC West. That didn't even happen when Johnny was playing. Second place in the SEC West, 6-1 and one at Kyle Field on the season, undefeated against the SEC at Kyle, and finally got that LSU monkey off your back. Up next, the Aggies await their bowl destination. They'll turn their immediate attention to recruiting. The coaches this week are blanketing not just the state, but surrounding parts and all over uh, big big chunks of the United States and trying to close out the 2019 class and get a head start in 2020 and 2021. Signing day for the early signing period is three weeks from Wednesday of this week, December the 19th, so coming up in about three weeks. Coming up in the program, we'll look back on that win over the Bayou Bengals and more. We're joined on the show by former A&M quarterback and longtime coach Jimmy Wright, former A&M defender Justin Dunning, and SEC Network analyst Cole Kublik. All that and more as we roll along on the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report, CRM Sports Network. All across Texas and beyond, people are buying from Tom Light Chevrolet. Why? Because we constantly challenge ourselves to give you unrivaled savings. With the most competitive internet pricing available, there's no need to drive all over the map for the best closeout deals of the year. Tom Light Chevrolet has the largest selection of Silverados, Cruises, Corvettes, and Camaros in the Brazos Valley. You want more for your trade? Come in and get a free cash offer on your old car with no obligation to buy. Tom Light Chevrolet is your official Auto Trader trade-in marketplace dealership. Feel free to walk away with cash or use it as a down payment on your new Chevy. Because we know that when you see these amazing closeout prices, you'll never want to shop anywhere else. That's why since 1972, all roads lead to Tom Light Chevrolet. Come and see our team at North Earl Rudder Freeway in Bryant or shop us online all the time at TomLight.com. Chevy, find new roads. As a business owner, your daily focus is on increasing sales, decreasing expenses, and maximizing profit. And while you may have insurance for your business, you may not know if the coverage is adequate or if you're paying too much. With Dexter & Company Insurance, they'd like to help you out. Since 1876, Dexter & Company has been serving the business, home, and auto insurance needs of Texans for a reason. They provide the most comprehensive insurance coverage at the best price. For a quote on your insurance, call 764-8444 or click DexterCompany.com and see what Dexter & Company can do for you. Are you ready for the intuitive LG V40 Thank You for just $20 a month? Right now at Sprint, you can get the only phone in the market with five cameras to capture moments from every single angle. That's right. You can get the LG V40 Thank You at Sprint for $20 a month, regularly priced at $40 a month with an 18-month Sprint Flex lease. Hurry to Sprint. This limited time offers for new customers with approved credit and a new line of service or existing customers with an eligible upgrade. Need more reasons to hurry to Sprint? Get a free 49-inch LG TV when you lease the V40 Thank You while supplies last. Requires registration at LG.com and a new line of service. There's never been a better time to try our network built for unlimited. Switch to Sprint today and get your LG V40 Thank You for 20 bucks a month and a free 49-inch LG TV. Visit your local Sprint store, Sprint.com, or call 1-800-SPRINT-1 today. Pricing after $20 per month credit applied within two bills. If you cancel early, remaining balance due. TV ships in eight weeks. Coverage and offer not available everywhere. Excludes tax. Subject to credit and $30 activation fee restrictions apply. The wait is finally over. Dell's biggest Cyber Week ever is on. Save big on Cyber Week deals, plus get free shipping on everything. 
With massive deals on Dell computers with 8th Gen Intel Core processors, the hottest gaming gear, and top-brand electronics like Google Smart Home, it's a sale you won't want to miss. Just call 800-BY-DELL or visit dell.com slash cyberweek. Call 800-BY-DELL for more CyberWeek deals. I used to post to job boards. Only to sort through tons of resumes. Just to find a few candidates for... My sales team. My hair salons. That old process was... Not not smart. smart. Then I went to ZipRecruiter. Its technology scans resumes for me to find the right people. And actively invites them to apply. So I get qualified candidates fast. Smart. See why ZipRecruiter is rated number one by employers in the U.S. Try it now for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Based on Trustpilot rating of hiring sites with over 1,000 reviews. Welcome back. It is the Texags Marina White Report on the CRM Sports Network. And joined to look back on the win over LSU right now, the chief of police, Jimmy Wright, with us here in studio. Great to be here. And it's uh, not only can we have good weather this week for that free car wash, <clears throat> we got us a great win. And it's going to go down in history just like that Rice game in 1955. They still talk about it. That was 60-some-odd years ago. This game, they'll talk about it for another 100. Oh, yeah. And, and if I live to be 102 like my great-granddad, uh, <laughs> then uh, uh, it'll still be, it'll, they'll still be talking about it then and past that. Hey, you talk about the hurricane game like it's yesterday. And yep. Don Watson, the Horn Frog That's Killer. Game and, and, I, and the Horn Frog Killer, and I'm telling you, <laughs> when Coach Bright stood up, the sun came out and the rain quit. You know, and you talk about that Rice game and the comeback and you're down late, like two scores just down. Like, yeah, just score, like Kellen Mon had. Right. Yeah. And But the difference is, in, in order for you to truly remember it pictorially, right. you have to have been there. Yes. And there weren't all that many people there and it wasn't televised and it was on the radio. Right. But <laughs> this day and age, it's there and then it's shared and it's all over and video will live in perpetuity that millions of people watched it. It's and more than them, millions. It, yeah. I mean, for the last three days, your school and my school has been the talk of the nation, I'm yep. telling you. And so that'll live on for a long, long it time, will especially live in the hearts on, of Aggie fans. I'm telling you, it, they'll be talking about it for 60 to 100 years. You've had two games to think about it. You and Millie probably talked it to death. So what did we really witness on Saturday? What we really witnessed, we watched a team that made some mistakes and got behind and did not quit and fought adversity and the clock and a really good LSU football team. This was not a Mickey Mouse win now. Oh, this no. was a big-time win. You have to be a big-boy football this team. This is a big-time win, and it, it was big-boy football out there, and you had to man up because LSU's got good talent. And I'm going to get into all that talent here in just a minute. Not just that, but they're physical. That comes above the I mean, middle. they are really physical. And they've been physical for as long as I can. They were physical in 55 right. when we beat them 28 to nothing. They were physical in 56. We beat them 9 to 7. I'm telling you. And they've never changed. And, and Even when they've the, been bad as a I team, I mean, I remember physical. those games because you, you won. And, and that old saying, when you win, nothing hurts, that's wrong. When you play a team that's really physical – your body hurts a little bit, but it's a good, it's a great feeling that you won, just like this game. This game is historic in many, many ways. <clears throat> the gift that we gave LSU, I'm so glad that we rallied to win. And Trevon Williams, who's been a great player for AM, he, he, he rushed for 35 yards, 198. The good Lord says, You will not be. A go to this game. We're going right. to let you. We're going to do something. How huge right? is that, man? We, they kicked off to us. They tied us. They kicked off to us. We lost our momentum. Fans, whenever you fumble the ball or have a turnover, and I'm going to talk about another turnover that the great fans of LSU never talk about. Okay. They never talk about. It. In fact, nobody's talked about it. And I'm going to show you how it could really affect the game. But let's get back to the fumble. Okay. They, we fumbled the ball. It was a gift because it was a 58-yard touchdown run. 
Right. And they tied the game. And then we went three and out and kicked, and, and they, we punted the ball. They had 80 yards or 78 yards to go. They did it in four plays. I had to look up the player's name that ran 46 yards in that drive. Fontenet. Fontenet. Fournette. Fournette. It is Leonard Fournette's he brother. Ran, well, wow. I know, but he only carried the ball twice. Right. <laughs> 46 yards, and the other was for two yards. And I said, who the heck is that guy? Yeah. And they went four plays and scored a touchdown. Now, that is what happens, fans, when you have a turnover. It Ejected is, on one side. It, it's a mental yeah. thing that makes a team blink their eyes, and, and they stun, you stun them. And not only did they score in one play on the fumble, they scored in four plays to go ahead 31-24. That's what, when you say momentum, that was a momentum changer. We went like we were coming out of the bathroom, and they went like they was going to the junior <laughs> college prom. Yeah, I, I mean, mean the momentum were, it gives one team I'm and the dejection you. it gives another. Yes. A&M was like, it's almost like you're in a boxing match and you're just taking a one-two and you're stunned a little bit. You're stunned and you're saying, Lord have mercy. Next thing you know, they're in the end zone again. That's it. Just like that. Yeah. yeah. See, and, and that's what happened when you had – see, that's why head coaches always got to talk about turnovers and penalties and anything that gives the other team – a gift and momentum, see, mm-hmm. and so that was to me that was a that was a two possessions that really hurt A and M, and then this A and M team has changed because Fisher has said it ain't going to be like it used to be, and it's not. And that team went seventy eight yards. Now, of course, we had some uh, plays on there that all the fans from LSU about the officiating, but it doesn't make any difference, fans, Aggie fans. Ten years from now, next Wednesday, it's still going to be 74-72, and A&M is going to win it. And those were were great. They were still offsides in 2014, but they still won the game. That's right. See, they were offsides, and and he he thought he had a gift to throw it away, and we didn't get it. We didn't get the call. Now, the thing with the knee and the clock deal – was great because it makes this game more uh, meaningful as we play LSU next year with all the controversies that those fans are going to be ready and we're going to have a team just as good, if not better, next year. And so to me, when we went down and made those three plays and then we hit that pass with one second, that is one of the greatest things that can happen to Coach Fisher's program. And this team, to get confident. I've been a player that's done that, that's hit that pass, 51 yards to Lloyd Taylor, to beat Rice, and they were good back in those days. And the fans go crazy. Mickey Herkowitz came down the elevator and missed every play. <laughs> every play. And he didn't even know what what to ask Coach Frank. he's your chronicler he was, from the yeah, Houston Post. He was 12, it was 12 to nothing. He gets on the elevator. He comes out and it's 20 to 12. And he says, what in the heck happened? <laughs> How do I write about this? I That's didn't it. See it. And he went up to Coach Frank and he didn't even know what to ask him. Well, you'll like this. Tom and College Station, Commerce okay. National Bank text line. Do you have it, Bridget? Just came in. All right, get it up. You got it? I got it. If you don't have it. It's the last text about the Rice game. Got Try it. To, okay. I was listening to the 1955 Rice game on the radio when the Ag scored three times in the last three minutes to win. The only other time I have walked out on the radio before the game was over. I was surprised when I found out later the Ags won. I will always remember that game right up there with the LSU win. Well, Tom, we got news for you. I don't know if you know this or you might have been more specific, but... Jimmy Wright was the one who threw those touchdown yeah. passes. <laughs> See, I was I was the one that Coach Bright put in there. We were down twelve to nothing, less than two minutes. We ran four offensive plays, scored three touchdowns. But to me, this game here means more to the program to get it going. I want because when Coach Bryant he had a bad year his first year. One win and nine losses. Yep. Right, then we went 7-2-1, and one, then won a championship. I'm looking for Coach Fisher 
<clears throat> because there was over 50 players here and their families, their girlfriends, their relatives. They cannot be, they can say, man, do I want to be a part of that. We'll have more with Jimmy right next on the Texas Maroon White Report on the CRM Sports Network. Welcome back. Gabe Bach with you on the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report, CRM Sports Network. And back, another segment. Look back on our top plays as we continue to examine that win over LSU with Jimmy Wright. What do these three things have in common? Dan Wilkins' tweet, um, Coach O's Gatorade bath, and Dewey wins, quote-unquote. All right? Dewey wins the newspaper, invalid. Right? That was a little too premature. That's what the Gatorade I, bath with one yeah, second left, and it. Dan Wolken tweets about a seventy-five million dollar coach going seven and five. Yeah, no, you almost tweeted See, the score right though, Dan. But good job deleting it. Well, I tell you what, if anybody, all of our fans and all the ones that are really football fans and really keep up with the spread and the over and under and all the things that take place when you say, okay, uh, LSU beat Mississippi State sixteen to three. We lost to LSU. We lost to Mississippi State. 28 to 13, and so the game ought to be this and the game. Okay. Gabe and I did all of that, and we never figured it'd be 74 72, did we? No. And and whenever Orgeron, I looked over there and they were throwing that Gatorade on him, I said, Ooh, wouldn't it be nice if we could score a touchdown? <laughs> <laughs> There's no doubt about it. And, and when you were going to ask me about some plays. Yeah, what were your favorite plays in the game, Jim? My favorite, I want to say this. Kellen Mon in the third quarter was 0 for 7. Mm-hmm. No yards. He, we looked like we were D-E-A-D. We looked like we didn't have much punch. It wasn't as bad as 2014 to 2017 teams that do not seem to have the energy or the confidence or the belief. So when we had that drive after the gift and the four-play touchdown, and we had some historical things happen of penalties, uh, uh, whether his knee was down or whether uh, the, the play got off uh, the right time, the leave time on the clock. But anyway, I thought those four passes, one for the touchdown, and I think three passes in there to Davis and two to Rodgers, were definitely plays that's going to give Kellen Mond Real confidence to be a leader. Now, overall, he only passed for percentage-wise 46, 23 of 49, 46%. Joe Burrow went 64%. But what I liked was that he he somehow, with Coach Fisher, whatever he said to him, forgot about 0-7, Gabe, of throwing the ball on the ground, bouncing it over their heads, whatever it was and really settled down to hit 11 of 18 in that drive and the overtime, and he looked like the best quarterback on the field, and Joe Burrow had his best game of the year. Now, all you fans out there, Joe Burrow had been a a, a quarterback that was a manager of the game. Now, he and Kellen Mond played historically in a game, and they both played Great and above average. Kellen Mon, we ran 107 plays, and Kellen Mon handled the ball 71 times. He handled it 71 times. Joe Burrow handled the ball. They had 90 plays. He handled the ball 67. And that was two quarterbacks giving you top-notch play. And combined no turnovers. Combined no turnovers from those guys, too. And and no turnovers as far as interceptions or fumble. And Kellen Mond scored one touchdown. Joe Burrow scored three. He threw for three. Kellen threw for six. I mean, it's like Joe Burrow had 270 yards passing, 100 yards rushing. Kellen Mond had 287 passing. No, he had 287. 287, And they had 281, counting 11 
11 yards from that reserve quarterback. Well, he's a running back pass. Yeah, it yeah. was one for one. All the numbers are so similar. They are. Joe Burrow had 370. Kellen Mond had 329. I mean, you fans saw quarterbacking at its best. Well, even and just overall, A&M won by two points, had two more first downs, ran five more times on the ground for only 19 more yards, uh, passed for six more yards. You couldn't ask for more. You know, even the they had one more third down conversion in two more attempts than LSU. Right. The numbers in this game, you should frame this box score, shouldn't yes. we? Yes. Because it's just a thing of beauty to look at it. It's a thing of beauty, and it's two LSU has a program. A&M is working to get a program, and we beat them. Right. Okay. We Which allows beat, you to help get a program. That's right. Because, see, we don't want to build for just one team and we go 11-1, and one, and then we go back to 7-6, and six, something like that. We want to go – we want to go on – if we can go 9-4, and 10-2, and 11-1, and 12-0, 12-0, 11-1, whatever that – that's what that's called a program and that's what we're trying to build here that's what coach fisher is and and for all the 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 game between lsu was great games back in my day it's a great series and a&m is the school that's got to win more to make it more heated i want to show you something. but a&m has a higher ceiling long term because of the money because of the state they're in I just think long-term, this thing is that we've talked about that sleeping giant for a long yes. time, but Jimbo is awakening. Well, that. we want that sleeping giant to get his pajamas off, put his tie on, and be out there ready to roll because this school and this team can do it under Coach Fisher. Yes. That was just an example of this right. historical game. Because next year when we play Clemson, I want to tell you something. Dabo Swing is going to say, hey, we barely beat them guys last year. They, you, we better strap our headgear on because, see, A&M is going to be a physical team from now on. Right. They're yeah. going to be physical. Well, now the players believe that that wins. That's, see, they believe now. Right. See, they believe in that system. And, and this key is to go out here, and if you get 25 signees, have 17 of them, Nine on defense, eight on offense, that are studs can play like Miles Garrett and Christian Kirk. That's the goal. And the That's other ten <laughs> are going to be depth. That's the yeah. goal. Yeah. That's the goal. Let me now for you LSU fans, I've heard all the griping and complaining that they did on, on Sunday and Monday. Mm -hmm. But let me tell you, not a one of them has ever come up here and said, Okay, there's a kid on their team named Cole Lacey. Yes. He can kick Tra 22. I mean, Cole Tracy. Mm -hmm. He can kick 22 out of 25 field goal, and he's kicked a 54-yarder, and he kicked a 50-yarder against us. You LSU fans, why don't you say what happened to Cole? Because if he'd have kicked that field goal, LSU would have been leading 34 to 24, and our touchdown and our two-point conversion wouldn't have mounted because you would have won 34 to 32. So why don't you complain about? You at LSU not making the plays when they could to win the game. Same way in the overtime. They had their chance when we didn't score and kick the field goal. They had their chance, and we, that we wouldn't let them do it. Our thanks to Jimmy Wright. We'll get a defensive perspective from former A&M player Justin Dunning, who would have been a senior on this team and knows the players extremely well. A recently departed player's perspective on the win over LSU next with Justin Dunning. Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report, CRM Sports Network. Fragrance makes for dreamy holiday gifts, and Ulta Beauty is the place to get them. So gift your impossible-to-impress daughter an irresistible scent from Clinique My Happy. And gift your hard-to-please sister a fruity and floral scent from KKW Fragrance. And then get ready to gift yourself, too. Because when you buy a fragrance of $50 or more, you'll get a free plush throw or luxury robe for having the good sense to gift great sense. Get ready to gift. Get ready to glam. Get ready to shine brighter. Ulta Beauty. The possibilities are beautiful. When I have a cold sore, I want something that works. Purpose&L penetrates deep to treat your cold sore. And it's enriched with lysine, vitamins, and lemon balm for soothing relief. 
But even when I don't have a cold sore, I still want something that protects against a flare-up. Purpose and L protects against certain triggers caused by the sun and cold, including flare-ups from sun damage with its added SPF 30 protection. So it treats and protects. Works for me. And me too. Purpose and L. Works when you have a cold sore. Works when you don't. Uses directed. Credit products are made by WebBank. Rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How did I get into credit card debt? A trip to the emergency room. Car repairs. <sighs> Moving expenses. <sighs> There's a million ways to get into credit card debt, but one sure way to start getting out. Avant. Avant offers access to online unsecured loans from $2,000 to $35,000 at competitive rates and no extra charges for paying back early. Over 500,000 customers have experienced the convenience of a loan through Avant. No wonder Avant has an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The application takes minutes, and if approved by 4.30 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday, funds are deposited as soon as the next business day. And now Avant will also give you a $50 Amazon.com gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and to get this special radio offer, go to Avant.com today and enter promo code 4646 when applying. That's A-V-A-N-T.com, promo code 4646. Avant.com, code 4646. Hi, Gabe Bach here from TechSags Radio. And if you're not currently a premium or varsity level subscriber to TechSags.com, what are you waiting for? TechSags.com is the inside source for all things Aggie sports, the leaders in breaking news coverage, in-depth analysis, recruiting scoop, and more. Whether it's exclusive long-form interviews with Aggie players and coaches or inside on the next big recruit on his way to Aggieland, nobody covers A&M like TechSags. Jump on board now and don't miss out on the very best in A&M sports coverage. It's TechSags.com. It is the Tex-Ags Marin and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. Gabe Bach with you and joined in studio right now by a recently departed A&M player. He had to retire because of injury and has started the Justin Dunning podcast. And you can find that on uh, YouTube, on iTunes, on Spotify, Google Play, you name it. He's all over the place. Player-to-player interviews with current A&M players from a guy who just left the team and knows them as well as anybody in media. Well, better than anybody. Justin Dunning with us right now in studio. Six nine three one one five zero. Spending the next thirty minutes or so with Justin Dunning, former AM defender. JD, good morning, man. How are you? I'm good, man. It's a great morning. Glad to be here with you. You know that uh, you probably saw that video of just the fans caving in around the camera for fifty seconds, and yeah. the tweet was put out mood all week. Mm-hmm. I am in total and complete celebratory <laughs> mode, and I will be the rest of this week. Why not? Yeah, right? man. The How about vibes, you? The vibe has been good around town, man. It's been great. No been walking, around, walking around in a great mood, man. It's a good morning every morning. It's amazing what winning big games does for a college town. Right. I mean, it just makes a huge impact mm-hmm. on the mindset of people, and just it, it helps businesses locally. That's yeah, a, that was a boon for our community. I, in a big I, way. That was one of the big reasons I chose A&M, man. When you come here, you can feel the – the energy and the vibe and the dedication towards the program. And yes. I think that's something you want to feel as a recruit and as a player. And, I mean, we're definitely feeling the after effects uh, of, of that after a big win. There's no doubt. Texas Radio, our Monday show is still in the top five nationally on downloaded shows nice. in the college sports category on nice. iTunes. Just nice. iTunes, not all the other stuff. So, nice. and I'm not saying that to brag. I'm saying that it has nothing to do with us. If they had lost that game, we'd have half the downloads. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm just saying – Obviously, Texags has a direct benefit. The Zone has a direct benefit because our product is the team. Right. The product that we're talking about, writing about, videoing about, taking pictures of is the team. But mm-hmm. the sandwich maker down the way, or mm-hmm. Roy at Good Bull, right? Anybody right. is benefiting because of wins. And that all I bring that up is first time I brought it up mm-hmm. is the excitement of winning big games. You yeah. know, and you were a recruit. And you were a player, and you played with all these guys. Mm-hmm. And when recruits storm the field, that just perpetuates continuous growth of the program. It's huge, man. It's one thing to have a close game like that and come out on the other side of the stick. We've seen that a lot of times in the past. It happened, like to, happened to Clemson game. Yep. Some people are satisfied to be in the game. A lot of people are like, man, we could have won it. 
But it, it plays a huge, huge role to recruits, man. They look at that and like, ah, uh, it was close, but they ended up losing, you know. Mm-hmm. And some guys maybe backing off then, but this was what, Tennessee on steroids. Absolutely, man. What this game is going to do for us in the recruiting, in the recruiting world, and also the confidence world for the football team is going to be huge. Yeah, there's no doubt about. it. And by the way, our man Trevor Knight isn't with us today, and he has a good reason why. Oh yeah, Trevor Knight was drafted in the first round of the Alliance of American Football Draft, number six overall. That was all QBs. I don't know how mm-hmm. they're doing this. A little bit, bit different. They're just <laughs> drafting among quarterbacks. Right. And he was drafted sixth overall by the Arizona Hotshots, who's coached yeah. by the one and only Rick Neuheisel. Yeah, I saw that so, yesterday, man. Cool. I saw it on Instagram, and I hit up Trevor. I was like, let's go, boy, let's go. <laughs> and he, he didn't hit me back, so I don't, I don't know what's going on, Trevor. Well, we're not, we're not cool anymore. he's got a good reason to be <laughs> absent today. And yeah, by the man. way, have you seen the coaches that are coaching in this thing? You might want to get healthy again. Uh, <laughs> Make a return. Brad Childers, the old Viking c- coach, and his Ooh. offensive coordinator is Michael Vick. Is coaching okay. the Atlanta Legends, the Arizona Hot Shots, Rick Neuheisel. Uh, a couple others. Mike Singletary is coaching the Memphis team. Okay. Uh, Steve Spurrier is coaching the Orlando Apollos. Dennis Erickson is coaching Salt Lake Stallions. Mike Riley with the San Antonio Commanders. And the San Diego team is coached by Mike Martz, former Rams head coach. Is this a is this a new league or yeah, a new on? league will start in February. Okay, I was about to say I didn't hear this last year, but yeah. that's that's big, man. They're putting a lot of money into it. That's that's really. I'm, I'm glad Trevor has had an opportunity to play in that, man. Yeah, man. If your heart's still in playing, hey, he's going to be a media superstar just like you are. But if your mm-hmm. heart's still in playing the game, mm-hmm. play the game. Yeah, I might as well make me a return. I've always yeah. wanted to play quarterback too, so I might go out there. And you see, they were drafting quarterbacks last night. Dude, you can stand back there with a busted knee <laughs> and just sling it. You know, I actually played in the intramural game in the in the spring. Did got, you really? I got disqualified because they they knew I played football somehow. But yeah, man, it was <laughs> I was a quarterback out there slinging that thing around. That's great. <laughs> Good stuff. All right, so four days after we're in celebration mode, so let's break it down a little bit, man. And mm-hmm. I know you were this close to leaving the game early. Oh man, I was really close. How really happy close. are you that you heard that that thing had been overturned <laughs> after the pick? Yeah, man. I'm telling you, I was sitting down, like I told you the other day, sitting down watching the game, and then when Kellen went to bend down and pick up that ball, picked it up through the interception. Me and my girlfriend, I was like, "Come on, grab my charger, let's leave." I thought the game was over. I'm mad. I'm like <laughs> bumping people in the hall. I'm like, "Come on, move in my way." I'm just. It was really aggravating, you know. And I, I get so high emotionally on the games, and it was a down moment. I got really low. I'm walking, I'm like, man, this is again. You know, I've been here four years, and we've lost four years in a row, right? Yep. And so I'm walking out, and over the, the big speaker, um, I head into the bathroom, actually, and I, over the big speaker, I hear them say that the game's still going, and I run outside, and we're still out there playing. I'm like, what's going on, right? Did you hear the roar of the crowd? You knew something yeah, good yeah, was yeah. happening? Yeah, I'm, I'm, okay. like, I'm like, what's going on, you know? And <laughs> <laughs> everything just shifted in that moment, man. I ran back out. I sat in somebody else's seats, and everybody's, like, standing up and stuff. It's crazy, man. It was a just a really, really wild experience, man. And then – Talk about that big play Courtney made in the fourth quarter. Huge, man. Huge. What, what can it do for the momentum and of a of a game for on both sides of it when you think you had it won mm-hmm. and then review says, no, no, there's still life. Or when mm-hmm. you think you just lost it and mm-hmm. they give you another hope, another piece of hope. You know, and then the game mm-hmm. was at zeros and they give you even more and hope. More, yeah. All that did was just ignite a fire in AM's team because mm-hmm. They had nothing to lose. They'd lost the game twice. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Well, at least they thought they did, man. It right. Was, LSU fans argued that we actually did lose it twice, but it was huge for us, man. Really big for the fans, really big for the players. It's like, man, you have everything taken away from you at one point, and then the second later it's all back, and it's, mm-hmm. it's rejuvenating. I think, I think it gives you a lot of energy to move forward. They were the correct calls. Absolutely. But in your mind, in the heat of the moment, you're like, crap. It just went down to zeros. Yeah. And the other one was like, man, we just threw a pick. They're about to go victory formation. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. He put his knee down inadvertently. Didn't even know he did it. Yeah. <laughs> that is just That is man, wow. some, sometimes you have to get lucky, man, and you know, some people would argue, you know, he he put his knee down so it was a loss or whatever, but that was luck, man, and I'm glad we still had the opportunity to come back and win the game. Well, and you still had to have guys go make plays. Mine needed to step up into clutch situations and he did. Absolutely. And you needed some of your guys with great stories. I mean, these guys have been through a lot. And more downs than ups. Mm-hmm. And to see this year just um, sort of, I don't know, victory, especially for Courtney, for Courtney Davis in a big mm-hmm. way. And another moment in a clutch mm-hmm. situation where the dang dark knight shows up and saves the day. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, I love that tweet I saw you put out, the, the dark knight only I shows up and should have stayed longer and watched him just fade into the tunnel. Yeah, that would have been awesome. Yeah. You, you kind of cut it off a little bit like you were in a hurry or something. It's too just, bad. That was that was nice though, man. I mean, I'm really proud of what both of those guys have done. Speaking on Courtney specifically, man. Yeah, we've talked about it before on the show, but 
just to watch his progression and his growth. And, you know, I, I went through the rehab process with him, and oh, yeah. I watched how he struggled to come back. And he was a guy who, you know, he asked – you know, a lot of guys actually asked me about my, my rehab process and what it meant for me. And Gordon was a guy who had a lot of questions, and he was – Whenever he first came back, he was so he was really unconfident in his knee, you know, and, and so much of it is a mental thing, trying to get your body back ready to play. And it's just been really satisfying for me to see, you know, where he he went from that point where he was really unconfident, didn't want to do any kind of cutting or anything, man. And now where he is, you know, without the knee brace out there balling out, and he's looking like an entirely different player, man. And that's that's really satisfying for me as a former player to see, man. Oh, no doubt. Our thanks to JD. We'll take a timeout. Cole Kublik will join us next. Going in the trenches, talking A&M, LSU, and around the SEC in advance of Georgia and Alabama for the SEC Championship in Atlanta this weekend. Cole Kublik next on the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report, CRM Sports Network. Back, Gabe Bach with you on the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network and joined on the phone line right now by SEC analyst Cole Kublik. Uh, first off, and speaking of that, your take on the experience you guys should have had at Kyle Field. I mean, I look at Saturday 6.30 and I'm thinking Hart, Rogers, and Kublik. I don't know what the heck happened there, but uh, you guys missed a pretty heck of a good game on Saturday at Kyle Field. Oh, maybe the best game in the league this year. and. Yeah. Yeah, a little bummed that we weren't a part of it, but um, you know, it's uh, we had a we had a Georgia team that's now in the top four and playing in the SEC championship game and yep. wanted us to be a part of that one. So I understand it, but it um, man, I think it just shows you really first and foremost on on both sides that players are buying into Coach O, players are buying into Jimbo, mm-hmm. a lot of fight, a lot of grit, a lot of determination, nobody throwing in the towel. A lot of kids that just on both sides of that field that, that wanted to win that football game. And you can talk about calls, you can talk about breaks, whatever, but yeah, I don't think you can question effort on either side. And, and I thought that was, that was probably the coolest takeaway for me because those are two teams that you know, a lot of people coming in, Jimbo's not going to be able to get this, this behavior, this attitude, this mindset turned around. And, and I think that he has, he has definitely done more than begun that process. And I think a lot of people looked at LSU and said, Oh, over and under seven wins, no way they get to the over. I'll take the under on that, essentially counting them out before the season began with the schedule that they were going to face. Oh, yeah. So uh, it's a lot of effort on that on that field and a uh, cool way for to end the regular season. Uh, if you're a spectator for both, obviously none of you know that you lose that game. How much have you spent just looking back on the tape, breaking it all down? And, you know, I always like talking to you about plays and moments because – you've got a different perspective than a lot of people. You may see some awesome crack back block or pull in the middle of the first quarter that we haven't even and we'll never talk about. So was there a play or a moment in there where you're like, man, I loved it. I mean, that was just – because there were so many. We've talked about 100 plays in that game, and there were literally like 294 plays in that – or 194 plays in that game. So which one or two moments really stood out to you, Cole? Uh you know, I, I didn't really have a moment. Kellen Mond's ability to extend and create and make plays were something that I repeatedly saw in that game that continued to impress me. And then on the flip side of that, I think Joe Burrow's ability to run the football and do what his team asked him to do and how effective he was in that game was also very impressive. Because a lot of people have oh, just yeah. looked at Joe Burrow and said, you know, he's a guy that doesn't have a ton of ability. He's not going to really wow you. He's not overly impressive, but they asked him to do a lot in that system, and and I thought I thought he did a lot Saturday night, and I just I came away very impressed with both quarterbacks. No doubt about it. Do you think Kellen Mond could have a case for being second team All SEC this year? When you factor, we all know two is getting number one, but you know Tomu played in zero meaningful games this year. It's probably Mond even though he was bad in games, no question. But you look around the league, and it was supposed to be a banner year for this league, but there were a lot of just mediocre quarterback play across the board. Do you think he's got a case for second-team All-SEC? You could make the case. I think Drew Locke is going to be a guy that gets a lot of that discussion as yep. well, um, especially considering that. And, and I know it's it's not supposed to be a career award, but he set career records this year, and people will – People will allow that to influence them on how they vote. Two is definitely going to be first, but 
you're right. We thought Jake Bentley was going to take the step. We, we thought Locke may be even better from a record perspective with his team than he was this year. thought Tiano's team may be a little bit better than it was. He still had a really, really good year. I don't think he gets enough credit I agree. for the kind of year that he had. So we thought there were going to be some guys who really separated and, and really, you know, we thought Stidham was going to be a guy that we talked about right here that maybe was going to be our second-team All-SEC quarterback, and he didn't have a good year. So – uh, we thought a lot of those guys were going to separate, and I think it makes it even more interesting going into next year because Bentley's been hot here late. Yep. Mond has done some, some, some great things. Two is going to be back. So um, it's, it, it could be next year could actually be that year that we look at and we say, all right, the SEC's got a, a legit core of quarterbacks. I want to ask you what the win for A&M means in, on two different levels. A, what does it mean – in terms of does a win in that fashion and every the way it went down and the controversy that ensued and then the post-game melee and everything else, is that what it took? Because A&M has been nomadic in terms of looking for a rival since the move to the SEC. Is that what it took to spark a legitimate, organic rivalry between these two schools? I hope so. I hope so because we need it. And I think both those teams need it. Yep. I think to have it at that point in the year with – and I saw – some lawmakers trying to pass some bill to get Texas and A&M to play again, yeah. whatever. Uh, I mean, they don't have better things to worry about. But, you know, I, I think at that point in the year, if we're not going to have Texas play Texas A&M every year, uh, let's have a game that means a lot. And, and obviously, you and I have talked about it before, that there have been some games within that rivalry in years past that meant a lot. And so to have LSU A&M to close the season, and where it looks like both programs are heading, you know, LSU's been there recently. I think Jimbo's going to get A&M there. I, mean, I think you can make the argument with the trajectory of all the teams in the West right now, after Alabama, A&M might, might be next. You, you, you look at the facilities, you look at how Jimbo changed the mindset year one, what Elko did with that defense, the recruiting is still on point, still where it needs to be. I mean, let's, just, let's talk about what this offense might be next year. If the offensive line comes around, Mon takes another step in learning how to protect the football. I I don't know what Travion's thinking, but if he were to come back, with that group of receivers and, and Sternberger were to come back, goodness gracious. I mean, you're, 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 ta- you're definitely talking about going into the year the second-best offense in the league, in my opinion, after yeah. Alabama. So, you know, I think that when we're talking about the trajectory of these two programs, because I think Coach O is going to get it done. I think he's going to do it right. And if they can hang on to Dave Aranda and stay healthy on defense next year, they could, and they got some guys that could come back that could make them a special defense next year again. So, uh, that could be the makings of something really cool for the next few years to come. Yeah, and my last question you kind of hit on it was about trajectory, but I'll ask it more specifically then since you mentioned that. Do you see a Georgia-like ascension? I know they've got to face Alabama in the same division, but do you see that second year? You know, Jimbo's outdone what Kirby did in year one, and Nick for that matter. Do you think? Do you see a, sec, a second-year ascension to that level, to a Georgia-like uh, trajectory in year two? Close. But I, I won't. I'm not going to say to the Georgia, Georgia like. I think the schedule benefited Georgia a little bit more. Okay. I think yep. Kirby had the advantage of being in the East. That's going to help. Big thanks to Cole Kubelik. We'll take a timeout and we'll run down very quickly the schedule for the championship week in and around college football and the six biggest games of the weekend. You're listening to the Texas Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. All across Texas and beyond, people are buying from Tom Light Chevrolet. Why? Because we constantly challenge ourselves to give you unrivaled savings. With the most competitive internet pricing available, there's no need to drive all over the map for the best closeout deals of the year. Tom Light Chevrolet has the largest selection of Silverados, Cruises, Corvettes, and Camaros in the Brazos Valley. You want more for your trade? Come in and get a free cash offer on your old car with no obligation to buy. Tom Light Chevrolet is your official Auto Trader trade-in marketplace dealership. Feel free to walk away with cash or use it as a down payment on your new Chevy. Because we know that when you see these amazing closeout prices, you'll never want to shop anywhere else. That's why since 1972, all roads lead to Tom Light Chevrolet. Come and see our team at North Earl Rudder Freeway in Bryant or shop us online all the time at TomLight.com. Chevy, find new roads. Are you ready for the intuitive LG V40 Thank You for just $20 a month? 
Right now at Sprint, you can get the only phone in the market with five cameras to capture moments from every single angle. That's right. You can get the LG V40 ThinkU at Sprint for $20 a month, regularly priced at $40 a month with an 18-month Sprint Flex lease. Hurry to Sprint. This limited time offers for new customers with approved credit and a new line of service or existing customers with an eligible upgrade. Need more reasons to hurry to Sprint? Get a free 49-inch LG TV when you lease the V40 ThinkU while supplies last. Requires registration at LG.com and a new line of service. There's never been a better time to try our network built for Unlimited. Switch to Sprint today and get your LG V40 ThinkU for $20 a month and a free 49-inch LG TV. Visit your local Sprint store, Sprint.com, or call 1-800-SPRINT-1 today. Pricing after $20 per month credit applied within two bills. If you cancel early, remaining balance due. TV ships in eight weeks. Coverage and offer not available everywhere. Excludes tax. Subject to credit and $30 activation fee restrictions apply. I can't believe it. That we're playing 4-4 four four basketball with a barbershop quartet? Pass the ball, pass the rock. We're open, just pass the ball. No, I can't believe how easy it was to save hundreds of dollars on my car insurance with GEICO. Believe it, GEICO could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Welcome back. Final segment of the Tex-Ags Maroon and White Report on the CRM Sports Network. And let's run down the schedule for championship week in college football. The six biggest games, there are about eight or nine games that kind of matter throughout the country, but we're going to narrow it down to the six biggest ones. And that's the Power Five Championships plus the American Conference title game because that features a top 10 team a top 10 team that's been undefeated the last two years yet doesn't have its quarterback Mackenzie Milton got hurt last week as UCF basically hosts Memphis an eight and four five and three team who lost to UCF earlier this year by a point when Mackenzie Milton was the quarterback of the Golden Knights and the eighth ranked UCF team in Orlando a 230 game on ABC UCF without Milton at 11 and 0 8 and 0 in their league, a three-point favorite, and I'm going Memphis here. I'm going Memphis. They Memphis has been playing really good football, and UCF without Milton. And they got a freshman quarterback who's very electric. He's going to be a good player out of Norfolk, Virginia, but I just that's a lot to put on him in this game. And I think Mil, I think Memphis with Darrell Henderson runs wild in this game with their offense, and this time beats UCF in the American Championship. Pac-12 title game. 17th ranked Utah, 9-3, 6-3 against 11th ranked Washington. Off that Apple Cup win in the snow, 9-3, 7-2 in the league. That's Friday night, 7 o'clock in Santa Clara, California, Levi's Stadium on Fox. And Washington is favored by five points, and I believe Washington covers. Coming off of that win is an emotional win, but they played really good football. And I just think, and remember, Utah lost Huntley their quarterback so that's another team going into a championship week having lost their starting quarterback a couple weeks ago now they've got more time than UCF does they, they've been without their quarterback for a couple of weeks now they'll be a little bit better prepared for but UW's got a very good defense I like Washington in this game to cover the five big 12 championship my goodness how many points are going to be scored in this one fourth 14th ranked Texas at nine and three seven and two in the big 12 against number five Oklahoma essentially many people believe you win that game if you're the Sooners you're going to the playoff where you'll get Bama more than likely in a 1-4 game Oklahoma's 11-1 they're 8-1 in the Big 12 it's an early Saturday game at 11 o'clock in Arlington and rekindling the Red River rivalry when it matters most with a trip to New Year's 6 and for OU the playoff on the line ABC OU is favored by 7.5 Texas beat them in the midseason no way on God's green earth that former A&M quarterback, son of a great, an Aggie legend, Kyler Murray, is, is going to let that happen again. There is no way Kyler loses this game. As bad as that defense is, and I don't think Sam Ellinger's nearly, Sam Ellinger's nearly 100% either, I just cannot imagine Kyler Murray's going to let the Sooners lose to the Horns twice. And because of that, he's never lost in that building. I mean, all those wins at Allen High School – 
He's this close to it. There will be some Heisman moments for number one in this game. And he's not going to win the Heisman Trophy. Tua Tungavailo is going to win it. But there will be some incredible moments on the field. You watch this game. Kyler is going to go off on Texas in this game. And I'm saying Oklahoma covers that seven and a half easily. This is a blowout win for the Longhorns, for the uh, Sooners, in my opinion. I may be wrong. I've been wrong about Texas all year long. I may be wrong. But I, that's what I think. ACC Championship, second-ranked Clemson, 12-0, 8-0 against Pitt, unranked at 7-5, and 6-2, though, in the ACC. 7 o'clock in Charlotte on ABC. Clemson favored by 26.5. Look, Clemson's going to blow them out, and they're going to win huge. I just 26.5 is a lot. And Pitt, you know, they held so close with Notre Dame. They had won like four or five straight games before losing uh, pretty badly against Miami last week. So they're coming off a loss, but they got a pretty good defensive mind and Narduzzi, their head coach. And I just think it might be a little muddy early in terms of the way that game plays out, not the weather per se. But I just – 26 and a half is just a ton for me in a championship-type game like this. And I think Clemson wins big, maybe 20, but I can't go 26, so I'll go pit in the points. But – Clemson definitely wins, definitely is a two-seed going to the college football playoff. Big Ten Championship, 21st-ranked Northwestern at 8-4, eight 8-1 and eight and in the league. They lost all three of their non-conference games and went 8-1 and one in the Big Ten. Again, sixth-ranked Ohio State, 11-1, also 8-1 and one in the Big Ten. 7 o'clock in Indianapolis on Fox and Ohio State, favored by 14. You know, with Northwestern's defense, remember they were up 17-0 on Michigan, they played very well in the league. They muddy it up. They make it difficult. And Ohio State plays down to its competition. So I think, and by that time, Ohio State will have known that OU has already won. So will they have an opportunity to play for a playoff berth when they know that Oklahoma's already ranked ahead of them? And that's the committee basically telling them that if, if OU beats Texas, almost certainly they're going to go ahead of Ohio State. And that game at Oklahoma-Texas earlier in the day, and I think Ohio State comes out a little flat in this game. They'll win the game, but it'll be ugly. Northwestern and the points. And finally, the SEC Championship. Number one, Alabama, 12-0, 8-0 in conference play against number four, Georgia, 11-1. 7-1 in conference play, 3 o'clock in Atlanta on CBS. Alabama favored by 13. They cover that easy. I mean, Alabama, it's the first time since the 1800s that a team has won by three scores by 20 or more points in every single game. And that was Yale, like in 1885, okay? Alabama's going to roll. I think it'll be close for a little while, but eventually Alabama's going to smoke them out, and they'll roll by 20 again. Alabama will win. They'll cover the spread. And that'll wrap it up for this week. Bold destinations and the college football playoff bracket will be unveiled this Sunday, and we'll break all of that down, break down the Aggies matchup in a bowl game. We're looking forward to hopefully a Florida Bowl for Texas A&M. We'll break it all down next week. Gabe Bach with you. Big thanks to Jimmy Wright, Justin Dunning, Cole Kublik, the producer of this show, Dalton Hughes. You've been listening to the Tex-Ags Marina White Report on the CRM Sports Network.